what can he provide at the NBA level for the Jazz? He's going to be a, a, a rim runner, a, a hopefully a paint protector, a, a very good defensive rebounder, and of course a, a ball screen defender. And I believe he can set a ball screen and get out of it. So those are the things that we've been telling him so important for him to play at the next level. And I thought he mastered those about as well as you possibly could in college. So, uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. And I do think that he can provide uh, minutes and certainly be a defensive presence early, early in his career. That's Bill Self on his Zoom presser after the draft. We'll talk to his assistant and another Hall of Fame head coach. This is Round Ball Roundup on UtahJazz.com. I'm J.P. Chunga. Podcast, of course, brought to you by University of Utah Health, the number one ranked hospital in Utah by U.S. News for seven straight years. Jim Beheim of Syracuse and Norm Roberts of Kansas coming up on the program. And I'm sure you're waiting on bated breath to hear free agency thoughts. Don't worry. Coming to you later in the week as we dive into that and how the Western Conference has officially changed. Understand that. We'll react once pen is to paper, once everything is official. The report's great for the Jazz so far. We'll dive into those coming up on a future show. As for this one, I said coming in, draft time, Dennis Lindsay makes a lot of deals. Stat from ESPN, since 2012, 14 draft-related deals. We'll add a couple more, and that's about as many as Trader Danny, Danny Ainge over at Boston. Dennis Lindsay in this front office, wheeling so that they get number 27 and then 39. At the 27th pick, they take Udoka Azabuki, the big out of Kansas, and then at 39, they take Elijah Hughes out of Syracuse. And you could hear me tell you what I think about them, what I thought about them as prospects. You heard what my feelings are with four-year players when it comes to our Mark Titus podcast. You can listen to that one. But how about hearing from a Hall of Famer and a high-level assistant coach? Starting with Norm Roberts. He worked with Doak. And he shares his experience and what he can provide for the Jazz. Well, you're getting one one thing you're getting, first of all, is you're getting a great person. A great kid, a great person, a kid that wants to learn and he will give everything he has out there on the floor and, and be a kid that you'll never have to worry about the communities. He's awesome that way. He's a kid that is unbelievably explosive. Uh, if you throw if you throw the ball Anywhere near the basket, he's getting it. He was the best lob catcher in in college basketball by far. Um, he became an unbelievable defender. He, I, I thought he was the best defensive player in America, and we had two of them on our team last year. But he can really, really move his feet, uh, and I think that's what really surprised the NBA. He's a kid that understood what he had to do to try to make it, so he went off and he lost 30 pounds. Lost 30 pounds, became even more explosive. His conditioning got better, and and he just got better and better the whole time. So he's a guy that's going to do whatever it takes to win. Whatever role you want him to be in, he's going to be there. But uh, he is going to make a physical, athletic impact. He had amazing measurables at the Combine that everybody was able to see. How does he use that athleticism with the skills that he already has? Well, he does it by his, one is he's a physical presence. If he catches it, you know, 
and I, I know the NBA would be much tougher, but if he catches it anywhere near the basket within three feet, he's, 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 he's been unstoppable. He's unstoppable. He's going to be able to get the ball off the shot up. And, and, and obviously he shot an unbelievable percentage. You no, know, I think almost 74% last year from the field. So, but he's a guy that, that can really move his feet in ball screen defense. He's going to be able to be out there in space and move his feet and guys think they can get around him. And they can't. And then if they do have a little bit of an edge, that length, that reach, and that athleticism comes into play where he can still come back and block a shot or alter or make it difficult for you to score. I'm sure as you've noticed how small the NBA is getting, what can he do when he's going up in those ball screens playing against smaller guys who are trying to attack the rim? What he's going to do is he uses his length, You'll see he'll get down in a stance. He can really, really slide. He can really slide. And the thing that we kept telling him to do here at Kansas is if you can guard a guy's first and second move, you got him. You got him. Because if you guard his his initial move and then his counter, now your length and size is going to affect him. And he did an unbelievable job last year. We, We had him at times. We switched five. Uh, defensively and had him out there guarding the point guard at the end of the shot clock with 10 seconds left. So he's very, very capable of doing that. What type of practice player is he? Oh, he's he's going to be there early. He's going to stay late. Uh, he's a guy that will continue to work. You know, obviously it's been well documented that he wasn't a great free throw shooter, but it wasn't for a lack of trying. It wasn't for a lack of trying. He'd get to practice early and work on free throws. He, free throws he'd stay after practice work on those things so he's a kid that is a worker and he he understands his role and understands what he has to do and understands how he can affect the game so he'll be a great black practice player by far what's something about his background that most fans maybe don't know about udoka azubuki well he's 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 come from a tough situation being coming from nigeria his dad passing away at a young age um he had come over here and had not seen his mom in, I think it was almost eight years. Had not seen her, you know, Zoom calls, those things, but had physically seen her. And when we went to the Final Four a couple of years ago, you know, we're allowed to to pay for the parents to come to the, to the Final Four. And she was allowed to come. And it was one of the most emotional things I've ever seen in my life, uh, seeing a kid see his mom. And, and you know, and, and a kid of that size, you know, it, it was amazing. And and how he just wanted her to sleep in his room with him, and that's uh, it was it was great. And I think a lot of times U.S. kids, you know, we get a little spoiled, and uh, because maybe we have our parents right here and have resources to get to them. But when a kid comes from somewhere, you know, all over the world, and and doesn't have that and has to persevere, you know, it's it's really something to see. I'm sure a lot of fans were startled with the emotions that we saw on draft night, and that those are those heart heartbreaking and awesome moments that we get to see inside those houses. It's good mm-hmm. to hear uh, Udoka having that as well. What advice would you give him on his first journey with professional basketball? <laughs> I, uh, I talked to him yesterday, and I told him that next time we see each other, he's going to buy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> I said, that's happening. He started laughing. I did tell him that you got to understand you got to go in there and you have to work every single day. I've talked to him numerous times about there may be times that you'll go 15 straight games and not get in. 
but you still got to work as hard, prepare as hard, and be ready as if you're going to play every single night. And it's all about team. It's all about everybody else. And and he knows that being from Kansas and and those things. And and I also told him that he's probably going to have a lot more friends than he's ever had before in his life. So he has to be very careful in that way too. He is an assistant coach with Kansas, Norm Roberts, with us on Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Coach, thank you so much for giving us insight on Udoka. I appreciate it. Before we get to Coach Bayheim, podcast is brought to you by University of Utah Health. U of U Health sports medicine experts give you the same care they give the jazz because you belong in the game as much as anyone. Call 801-587-2222 or go to sportsmed.uofuhealth.org. He came via trade, but at 39, Elijah Hughes lands with the Utah Jazz. Joining me now is the Hall of Fame head coach of Syracuse men's basketball. He was an assistant under Mike Krzyzewski with Team USA. He's Jim Beheim with us on Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Coach, thank you so much for taking the time. I want to know, when you come to Salt Lake City next, what's the Valters order that you're going to get? <laughs> I let him decide. He's so good uh, that he just kind of brings stuff out. You know, we've had the, I've been there. We've had the team there. We've been there with other teams. Uh, it's unusual to find a great Italian restaurant. Louis Carnesecchis once said famously, there's none west of the Mississippi. But Walters uh, is certainly the exception. It's a, it's a great place. I've uh, been going there for many years. And uh, wherever you get there, it's, it's good. I talked to Coach P.J. Carlissimo a couple of months back. He said he's the best in the West. So that was high praise for him. I think he's probably right. There's, there's, uh, yeah, I, I would go there probably. Uh, you don't expect to find it in Salt Lake City, Utah. I remember when we first found it, it was years ago, and uh, I was shocked. And it's still the same. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a great place. <laughs> Walters appreciator Jim Behan with us on Round Ball Roundup. When did uh, Elijah Hughes first get on your radar during uh, the recruiting process? Well, ironically, I had seen him a little bit in high school, but not much. He'd come to our camp when he was very young. But I went to see a tournament uh, with my son playing in, in Binghamton, a New York State tournament. And Elijah had 46. He was like, uh, it was like, who is this guy? He just bloomed. And he was still a junior, so he was still young. But he had already committed to East Carolina, a small school. And he stuck with his commitment, and we honored it. You know, we said, well, you know, good luck. We saw him the next year at a prep school. He played really well. But he went to East Carolina, and it, you know, just he had he was injured a little bit there, but you know, he played played fine. But he just wanted to change, and uh, we were fortunate to get him uh, because we'd always liked him. But uh, you know, he came in, sat out, worked on his game. Uh, it was a good, always a good shooter, uh, a good three point shooter. He developed his ball handling in his time with us. He can could put it on the floor make plays you know he led the ACC in scoring that's not that easy to do especially that we had a very young team we had a freshman point guard a fresh a sophomore two guard uh, and and really no seniors on our team so we got to 18 wins and we, we won six games on the road and that was a lot of Elijah Hughes we won at Virginia and Notre Dame Virginia Tech 
and beat North Carolina in the first round of the ACC tournament by 30. And Elijah was the driving force behind that. He really uh, was a great leader for us. He is a great leader. And he's great off the court. He's very close with his family. Uh, spends all lot of time with his family. He doesn't go out a lot. Uh, he's interested in his family and basketball. Uh, that's what he does. And uh, I think he's a sleeper. He's definitely a guy that I think could have gone in the first round. I think a couple teams that had first-round picks talked to me. And uh, I think, ironically, the teams that talked to me both traded their pick in the first round. But uh, the last guy we had taken 39th was a guy named Jeremy Grant. And uh, he's turned into a, about a $15 million a year player in the NBA. Elijah Hughes is a really good player. He's a, he's a guy that can shoot the ball, but he can get his own shot. In the NBA, when you look at players, offensive players, he's 6'6", uh, 215. He can play guard or small forward. He jumps, very physical. Uh, but he can get his own shot. At the end of the shot clock, you, you know, you need those kind of players that can get their own. And he can do that. I think he's a steal in the second round. Um, again, I, I, he works hard, works at the game. Uh, he'll fit in with any team, but especially Utah, great team, great chemistry on the Utah Jazz team, great coach. Uh, I think it's an unbelievable fit. Uh, and, and he's better than a second-round pick. He's like getting – I think he's like getting a first-round pick. Well, certainly high hopes here. Walt Perrin, former player personnel director here at the Jazz, would always mention how at Syracuse you guys play man-to-man in practice so often. What kind of defender is he? Because, of course, NBA scouts say 2-3 zone maybe doesn't translate, even though they're playing well, a lot of zone in, in the NBA now. Yeah, scouts don't. When the scouts just say that, I don't have much respect for it because if they came to our practice, they would see we work on our man-to-man every day to get our offense better. He's a good defensive player. He's active. He can move his feet. He's strong. You know, you look at our players, Jeremy Grant's one of the better defenders in the NBA, Michael Carter-Williams, uh, Deion Waiters has become a good defender. So I, I think that that's, you know, a misnomer. I think guys that, that can play – uh, and the NBA is a whole different defensive scheme. The NBA teaches guys defense, and you play 100 games normally in a normal year, so you get a lot of practice at playing man-to-man. The key for the NBA players, to me, has always been, can this guy play offensively in the NBA? The last I looked, they average 100 points a game in the NBA. It's an offensive league, and uh, but Elijah Hughes can play defense, and he, we've, we've worked on it every day since he's been with us. We do defensive drills. We do the same things uh, uh, that everybody does. We just play zone in the games. But he's going to be a pretty good defender. And I, I think that will not be a problem with Elijah. What type of advice do you give Elijah in his first year in the NBA? Well, the, 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 the toughest thing in the NBA is to, to be able to go in there, know what your role is, what they want you to do. Um, basically, he's a scorer. He's a guy that's going to be really good offensively. He can get shots. He can make plays. Um, I, I think he's he'll, – and he'll be ready. He doesn't have a big ego. I mean, he's not worried about how many minutes he plays. He'll be ready. And if, if there's a role for him, um, I don't know that much about the depth of the Utah Jazz. I know 
you know, Mitchell, I know they're, they're key guys because I've watched them play a lot. But Elijah Hughes can, can score. And uh, if there's an opportunity for him, he will not be afraid. He played his best in the big games uh, at Duke. You know, he had 26, 27 points last year, his first year with us. And uh, we beat them down at Duke with Zion and, and those guys. And uh, this year he was really good on the road, big games. Uh, he's, he, he'll be ready to play uh, if there's a, an opportunity. As everybody knows in the NBA, it's about an opportunity. If you can get an opportunity, uh, then, you know, that's, then you have to show what you can do. And if he gets one, um, I think he'll do well. I really do. But, and he mentioned his easygoing personality. You also mentioning that. Uh, how coachable is that type of player when he comes into a locker room? Uh, he listens. He does whatever. I, he's always done whatever we've asked him to do. I mean, he's a good kid, good student, uh, did his work, uh, good teammate, uh, always good in a locker room with the players. Um, he's just a, a really good all-round leader and kid and uh he'll he'll be ready he's worked hard this summer uh he'll come in there ready to go um i think everybody's pretty much out of shape anyway because it's it's tough to work in the conditions we're in here uh this year i, I think he'll be ready and uh when he comes in uh if there's a role for him he'll 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 step up and be ready the the thing he does is he can really shoot the ball from distance from the three, but he's got the pull-up game and he can drive and he can make, he's a good passer. He can make plays. The other thing that many NBA people are, are super keen on catch and shoot. What's he like catch and shoot wise, as far as uh, this, this level, he may not get those possessions where they're, he's allowed to dribble as much. Right. Well, the, he was, that's what he was when he came in here, a catch-and-shoot guy. When his first year, we had Tyus Battle and Frank Howard, and they made the plays, and Elijah Hughes was really a catch-and-shoot guy. He would put it on the floor a little bit, but he was much more of a catch-and-shoot. This last year, he brought the ball up, uh, played some of the point, did some things that a point guard would do, but he can catch-and-shoot. I mean, that's what he was in the beginning a spot up shooter and he's a very good he shoots a very high percentage from the catch and shoot spot. You mentioned him a little bit earlier, but coaching against Donovan Mitchell, were there any early indicators that he would be this type of player, an NBA all-star? Yeah, he was good. Always good against us. I mean, he was really good. Uh, the last game we played them down here, down there, he had, I think 29 and just, you know, dominated the game. Uh, and, you know, it's against zones, it's a little harder, but he, he became a really good shooter. That was his – I saw him in prep school. And, of course, his whole game depended, you know, in developing his jump shot. He was always athletic, could always put the ball on the floor. But he became a really, really good shooter and a tremendous competitor. So, yeah, I mean, there was never much doubt about Donovan when he came out. I think he did slip in the – he wasn't – I forgot where he went in the draft. 13th. Yeah, I mean that's pretty low for an all-star. He's he's pretty good. Utah, uh, you know, obviously made a really good pick with with Donovan Mitchell, and and then I think they made a great pick with Elijah Hughes. This is a this will be a great great 
pick for them. You are a, a hoops junkie, I'm sure, and you've seen seen the Jazz a bunch. Uh, what do you make of the team that he's going to uh, be on in his first year? Well, yeah, I mean, I watch everybody, and I, I have watched Quinn Snyder's a, a, a I've known Quinn since he was in high school. He's a great coach. Um, you know, I mean, they've got, you know, they've got really good players. I mean, obviously Mitchell, but the, uh, you know, defensive player of the year in the middle, they've got some, some spot up shooting. Um, I think Elijah gives them another guy that can put it on the floor. Really. I think he can, can do that uh, and, and, and make plays. And I think that's uh that's a good quality to have on your team. Even, you know, if he's in the second group coming in there, you got a guy that can put it on the floor. He can also spot up, but he can make plays as well. Um, I'll be very uh, surprised if he doesn't show something uh, right away. Right this year, I think he can do that. How'd you let uh, Quinn Snyder go to Duke out of Mercer Island? Knowing well, you him know, since he, high school. He was, uh, <laughs> He was out west. You know, we didn't we didn't do too much with him, but he, uh, yeah, he was a really good player and uh, really smart player. Uh, I mean, I've known him forever because, you know, he, I know the Duke staff. We worked with the Duke staff all those years and coached against him when he was at Missouri. Uh, he really good basketball mind, uh, really good, and uh, uh, he's done a great job uh, coaching uh, the Jazz, obviously. Well, we are looking forward to seeing Elijah Hughes on the floor. Hall of Fame head coach of Syracuse men's basketball, Jim Beheim, with us on Round Ball Roundup. Jim, thank you so much. Thank you. 